Oh, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. We are on episode 58 of my little gaming show where once a week I talk about video games, rather old games from my past that I grew up with, games that I'm currently playing. I'll do a review on those. Top 10s, I got a versus series where I put up two gaming things and they go up against each other and they battle it out for supremacy. And on the docket for today, we're going to be taking a look at my first impressions of Starfields, one of the biggest games of the year. Maybe the most hyped game of the year. I guess it depends what kind of gamer you are. It was definitely on my radar. So much so, I went out and bought an Xbox just so that I can play it. So, we'll be talking about my first roughly 20 hours of the of Starfield so far. We'll talk about some things that I like, some things that I don't like, and yeah, so we'll be talking about that. But before we dive into the Starfield talk... Let's talk about what I've been up to over the last week or so. And as always, I always encourage my listeners, let me know what y'all been up to. If you're playing Starfield, let me know how you're loving it so far. If you got a show that you just can't put down, let me know what show you're watching. And same goes for movies. If you saw a good movie, let me know about it. There's so many freaking things out there. I can't keep my eyes on everything, so a lot of things slip through the cracks sometimes. And uh, I love myself a good recommendation. So... What have I been up to over the last week? Well, my wife and I, we've, um, we basically re-watched The Boys. Now, I've watched season one and two, but when my wife and I started watching season three, we're a little bit hazy on the deets on what went down on the prior two seasons, so we powered through season two, loved it, and then we finished off season three. And I think without a doubt, this is like a top 10 show for me over the last decade. I absolutely love The Boys. Fantastic show. If you have not checked it out, absolutely check it out. Especially if you're like a Marvel person that just maybe a little burned out with the Marvel formula. And personally, I've been burnt out on that like seven years ago. So The Boys is just a Mm, breath of fresh air in terms of that superhero stuff. Uh, if you liked Invincible, you might really like this show as well. But damn, dude, the boys, I just, we could not stop watching it. We would just, we pounded through two seasons of that and maybe like three or four days and it was just excellent. I, I love the boys. So if you watch the boys or if you don't watch the boys, you should probably watch it. Definitely go check that show out. One of the best shows out there right now, I would say. Really looking forward to see how we continue on with the boys. It uh, just continues to keep grabbing me. I cannot wait for more. But yeah, we didn't really watch too much other things this week. My niece and my sister were down visiting us for the week. We went down to Toronto, went to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Aquarium. I would highly recommend that for all ages. My niece is one and a half-ish years old and she had a really good time. Maybe it's it took a little bit too long to get through it. She got a little cranky at the end, but otherwise, I mean, I had a great time. Got to see all varieties of fish, sharks, uh, fucking turtle there's a turtle there i lost my mind for the turtle but i did get my niece to fall in love with king of the hill we must have watched a season and a half straight of king of the hill and she just loved the opening theme song so i watched a ton of king of the hill and yeah who doesn't love king of the hills it's just freaking timeless so watched a ton of king of the hill this week and that's about it for tv shows i did not get any movies in well actually um 
sort of. I made, <laughs> we watched um, the Pokemon, the first movie. They had like a remake of it. And they have it all in like whatever cinema, uh, what computer animated. Um, I much prefer the original Pokemon hand drawn, the original movie. I grew up on that some bitch. Probably watched it four thousand times when I grew up. Absolute Pokemon maniac over here, but it was fine. Like I honestly wish I just they had the they might have had the original on, but I put that on. My niece was in it for a, like she watched a little bit. It was fine. It's exact. It's just a copy and paste of the exact same. Uh, original what 1999 movie but yeah it was fine but I much much prefer the original so I mean there's that and then video games so still haven't finished Horizon I shit you that game just does not fucking end Uh, definitely overstaying its welcome a little bit because like holy crap it's a long game. I'm probably 45 hours in, and I really don't know how much there's still... I have dozens of side quests and all this extra shit, so I'm probably just going to focus in on the main mission so I can get the review for that out next week, hopefully. But it's still awesome. I mean, we'll we'll have a lot of good things to say about it when I do review it. It's just like, wow, I just did not expect it to be this long of a freaking game, and... Speaking of long games, all I'm playing right now are big, meaty games. So obviously I started playing Starfield, been plowing through that, so we'll be talking about that more. But my sister also basically convinced me to buy and start playing Baldur's Gate 3. Now I really had no intentions to start playing this game uh, before I got through Starfield and or Horizon. But she just wanted me to play like an hour or something, create my character, and get my foot into the water of Baldur's Gate. Because my sister is crazy about Baldur's Gate. She's been talking it up hardcore. I was already 11 out of 10 excited to play it, but we we just couldn't wait no more. So I, I got about an hour and a half into Baldur's Gate 3, and yeah, so far, so freaking good. Made my character. I will admit, I think... I was a little bit disappointed with the with the genital customization. I thought it was going to be way more in-depth, but not so much. There was like a handful of cocks. They were all fucking big and meaty, and then you can just go for no dick. So I'm a dickless elf that summons animals or something. I don't know. Like I said, I didn't get very, very far into it. Got a taste of the story. The game looks gorgeous. The characters so far, very cool. And, uh, yeah, it looks good. The music was bumping so far. I was, like, kind of blown away about how good and epic the music sounded already. Um, yeah, dude, I'm into it. I, um, I'm excited. It was definitely, like, a good little demo just to get me, just to see what was going on. Because I really don't know a fucking thing about the game. I didn't look up any reviews, no gameplay. It just slapped on my radar out of nowhere. And got a little taste for the combat. I know people are... Not all about the combat, but honestly, I'm super into it so far. It's almost like a, oh, it's like a turn-based strategy sort of. Uh, it's really hard to explain. That one you might have to just look up, but so far so good. I know people have been iffy on it on PS5 and how the controls would translate. Admittedly, it's a little intimidating at first, but with, I don't know, within 20, 25 minutes of doing a little bit of combat, I was like, okay, I get the premise of this, this is pretty cool, it's definitely different, so I'm into it so far, so Baldur's Gate 3, definitely going to be diving into that uh, once I get back home, because I'm going to be at, well, if you're listening to this, I'm probably not home right now, so it's going to be a little bit before I can get back to Baldur's Gate 3, but so far, so good. 
And since this year has been so absolutely insane, I think at least once every other day, I kind of just like my mind breaks a little bit at how insanely amazing 2023 has been for gaming. There's just been so many games, so many of the games that like maybe I was like, oh, I wonder if it's going to be good. It might not be good, but they've pretty much all have like knocked it out of the park and I'm just blown away. So I just want to kind of discuss a little bit of some of the games that I'm planning on playing uh, up until the end of this year, and then hopefully we'll get some of these reviewed. But some of the ones that I'm really looking forward to playing right now, uh, Lies of P just came out, so I have that downloaded. I'll be diving into that game for sure. It is the closest looking game I've ever seen to Bloodborne, and Bloodborne was one of those magical game changers for me. That game absolutely changed who I was as a gamer. It was just... An amazing experience. Now, the reviews are coming out. Uh, last I checked, it has like an 81 on Metacritic. So I'm pretty pleasantly, I don't know, I'm not pleasantly surprised, especially the way that gaming has gone this year. Everything's just been hitting and been good. Uh, so I'm definitely interested in playing that one. It uh, looks up my alley. Again, I have not looked up very much about it. If it's a game that I know I'm going to play, I just want to go in and experience it blind as best as I can. So. Um, looks great. I cannot wait to get my hands on that one. So that's almost at the top of my list. We have Baldur's Gate 3, which I've dived into. That's the next big one that I want to take on for sure. I don't know. It's probably going to take a very long time to get through that game and to get any sort of review out for that one. So that's going to be on the docket at some point. I've had Sea of Stars downloaded for since it came out. It was on Game Pass, and that game just looks outstanding and again the reviews for it looked really good it's another one of those games that just looks right up my alley a little old school rpg rpg it looks like a love letter to those old school games and yeah um, one friend of mine i saw was playing it i haven't heard of his opinions just yet but goddamn, it looks like a very very special game i wish i i mean if I would love to get it on my Switch. That just looks like a perfect Nintendo Switch game. But uh, it was on. It was for free on Game Pass, so I'm going to play it on Game Pass and, and see how that goes. But that is definitely a game that is on my radar, and I really would like to get that into my games played for 2023. But, you know, we're halfway through September already. October's right around the corner, and then next thing you know is 2024, and I've run out of time. So another one that is on my docket that I would like to play is the new Forza game that is coming out uh, and not too long from now. And it's been a minute since I played a racer, a racing game. The last one I got into really deeply was F1, like 2022 or something. Adored that game. Fucking loved it. It was so much fun. And yeah, I'm definitely getting a craving again for a racing game. They're not like my number one or maybe not even my number six on my favorite type of games but I still love a good racing game and Forza is probably my favorite I definitely prefer the uh, Horizon games much more than the motorsport but you know it's been a while since I dived into a motorsport game so this could be nice I don't know if I'm gonna love it or not it's more than likely something that I'm just gonna have like kind of on the side if I'm bored got like 30 40 minutes to play something probably be playing a little bit of Forza, so I have that one on the docket. And then there's a handful of games here that are hopefuls. I mean, 
if they are on a good sale, I am. These are all games that I'm going to get at some point, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to get them into my 2023 list because they're a couple of big ones. I mean, you got Final Fantasy 16? 16, yeah, 16. And I just recently saw that one. It went on sale. It was like 60 bucks. I almost pulled the trigger, but I'm like, bro, there's just with Starfield, Horizon, Baldur's Gate 3, there's just, there's no room for that one right now. So that one would be more on a back burner, but I definitely have Final Fantasy 16 on my radar. My buddy Billy said that looks like my kind of game. It sounds like my kind of game and it looks like I'm super tempted on that one. My buddy at work played it. He loved it. And yeah, I definitely want to dive into Final Fantasy 16. I'm just going to wait probably until it drops down in price. And I think there's also a DLC coming out for it. So I might be waiting until maybe there's a DLC available. We'll have to wait and see. But it's definitely on my radar. But I don't think I'll be able to get to that one this year. It's a long shot. I also have the Resident Evil 4 remake, which... Is absolutely insane to me. Like, kind of. I won't. I won't say that that game got forgotten, but this year has been just so amazing that I honestly have forgotten that Final Fantasy or Resident Evil Four remake has come out this year. And goddamn, that would have been. That's got to be one of my top three most anticipated games over the last decade. I've been dying for a Resident Evil Four remake. My wife's cousin came over and he let me kind of check out the first hour or so of the game but it was on ps4 so i'm looking to get myself the next gen version nice beautiful graphics and yes 100 want to get resident evil 4 remake but it's a little bit on the back burner only because i played the original uh, resident evil 4 probably seven to eight times and uh yeah it's um Definitely something I want to get for sure, but uh, it's not a major priority for me right now. Definitely going to be waiting for that one to go on sale because Resident Evil games, they generally go down in price fairly quickly, and I'm expecting the same to happen to Resident Evil 4, so I definitely want to get into that game, absolutely. And then Armored Core, man, that game, I've never played an Armored Core game before. I remember a lot of them coming out throughout my days and none of them ever really reviewing all that well or people never really talking about them all that much. But then, uh, what is it? Vadi Vidya, I believe that's his name on YouTube. A fantastic YouTuber with amazing lore videos, but he did an amazing video on the Armored Core series and he played through all the games and was like, it was amazing. I mean, I actually really wanted to start playing some of the older ones because he made them just sound so fun and so freaking cool. And the customization just sounds amazing. And just another game that I wasn't expecting the newest Armor Core to be bad, but I was not expecting it to be reviewing as good as as it has been. I was expecting maybe like an 80 to 82 on Metacritic, but it's more like an 86, 87. So that's a great thing. It's just another game that's going to be added to the backlog, and it's definitely, definitely on my radar. I would love to try that game out, but more than likely going to be waiting for a sale on that one as well. So it may not, I mean, Black Friday is coming up. We'll see how good the deals are. I am Canadian, so the Canadian Black Friday deals are definitely 
definitely not up to par to our American brethren down south, but, um, you know, I'll see what's out there. I'm definitely always got my radar on deals and stuff like that, but those are some of the major games that I'm looking to try to squeeze into 2023. We'll see if I'm able to do it. We'll see how addicted, and we'll see if Baldur's Gate takes over my life or not, and I will shout out Spider-Man 2. It all depends on... If it comes out and it's like a then at then and everyone's giving it ridiculous scores, then there's a slight possibility that I'll dive into it um, soon. But I always waited for sales on the Spider-Man games because I know what they are. They're going to be very, very awesome games, but it's going to go down in price and there's going to be DLC. So I'm more than likely going to wait for a game of the year edition. So Spider-Man may not, I may not be able to touch that one until next year. There's just so freaking much on the docket. I already played Miles Morales this year, so my Spider-Man itch is pretty satisfied at this moment, so Spider-Man 2 is going to have to absolutely blow the doors down to really push its way up my list of games that I want to play this year. And I guess just to make people mad, I will talk about Mortal Kombat, the newest one coming out. Me personally, it's not on my radar whatsoever. Uh, no disrespect to Mortal Kombat, I am just not a fighting game guy. I generally, I've just, I have not enjoyed a fighting game since I was on the PS2 era. That was kind of my time to be a fighting game person and... Yeah, they just piss me off too much, so people are too good at them. I love the story of Mortal Kombat, I love the world, I love the characters, I love all that stuff, but not any good at playing them, so it's not on my list. Uh, the reviews have started coming out for it, it looks like it's another great game to add to the docket of this year, 2023, so I'm happy for the Mortal Kombat fans, especially my buddy Billy, he's the biggest Mortal Kombat fan that I know, so I know he's going to be interested in that game. And then I guess I'll talk, I'll mention the Mario Wonder, is that what it's called? I got no personal interest in that game uh, at this time. Uh, that's, uh, I mean, it's hard to say because Nintendo never puts those games on sale, and when they do, it's like, oh, it's three cents off. Have, 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 go fuck yourself, why don't you? So it's going to, again, going to have to be a game that absolutely blows the doors off. Me, personally, I'm not the biggest Mario guy. I'm fine with them, but they're never really, like, on my hype list. They always come out. I always feel like they're overhyped and overrated. They're always just good to really good games to me. Everyone's like, oh, they're 10 out of 10 masterpiece, but nah, not for this guy. But if Mario Wonder is incredible, it's been a while since I played um, a modern 2D Mario game. The last couple, like the one on the 3DS... Did not like that one at all. I didn't like the Mario 3D Land and Bowser's Fury. I just, that just didn't hit at all for me. I did not like either of them. I didn't like the Bowser. I didn't like either of it. So that just wasn't a game for me. Did not enjoy it. So we'll see what happens with Wonder. So I'll mention that one as well. But there is one other game that's I'm going to buy. And I don't even know if it came out this year, but Pikmin 1 and 2, the remake of that, I definitely want to pick that one up. Uh, just in case it's hard to find at some point. And I loved Pikmin 3, want to get Pikmin 4, but I feel like I want to play Pikmin 1 and 2 before I go any further into the franchise. So that's also something that's on my radar. So, all right, I think we're done with all the ramblings. And I think it's time to talk about my first impressions of Starfield.
All right, baby, let's do it. Star freaking field. I dropped 300 bucks to get myself an Xbox just so I can play this fucking game. I got late hype for this one. It just, it sucked me in and let's talk about this game. So off the bat, I've heard uh, a handful of podcasts, reviews, no, no spoilers, and um, very opinionated on this game. Some people didn't like it very much. Um, some people absolutely freaking love it. I mean, uh, Greg Miller of the Kind of Funny podcast, he was on his, what, like seventh or eighth playthrough or something like that. And when I heard that, I was absolutely blown away because I did not think that Greg Miller was going to get that into this game. And yeah, a lot of the reviews that I've been reading, uh, a lot of people are kind of hesitant to give this game a score because it all depends on how you play it, how much you want to put into this game. From what I'm hearing, the more you put into this game, the more you're going to get out of it. And that may really turn on people or that can be an absolute turnoff for a lot of people. And I mean, that's kind of the the formula for these Bethesda... Skyrim Fallout games that they have these really slow beginnings and then once you get open and you, you know the 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 chains are off and you're out running free doing whatever the fuck you want the games become absolutely incredible and from what I'm hearing and I can sort of at a 20 hour mark I can kind of see what they're talking about so in my first 20 hours of this game, admittedly, it was, yes, it was a bit of a slog to get through the first uh, bit of the game. Now, it's not, like, slow, like, it definitely wasn't as slow and painfully boring as, like, Oblivion was at the beginning, or even the first two hours or so of Fallout 3, where you're down in the vault, and we all know, like, once you get out of the vault in Fallout 3, that's when the real game begins, and I've heard some very scary things um, in comparison to that kind of thing where some people are like, oh, Starfield, you know, it gets good at six hours. Oh, it really opens up at 12 hours. And the scary one that I heard is that the game really opens up once you beat it. And that is a major shutdown for me. But I think that's, I don't know about that one, man. Like, again, I'm not that far into the game, so I cannot attest to that. But I can at least attest to, yes, it's a little bit of a slow beginning, and um, it took me a while to really get the reins off in this game. It, uh, Admittedly, there was at least uh, four or five times that I started up some Starfield, and I was just, I, it made me immediately exhausted. I was yawning. I would yawn like 40 fucking times in a row, and I would just be like, no, I can't do it. It's just, it's too boring. I, I need to play this in the morning or something when I first wake up. It was just something, the beginning of the game, I could not do it like evening to night. It would just fucking drain me for some reason. So I don't know if that's the game's fault or me just being a little sleepy or whatever, not in the mood for a slow brew of a game. But man, once um, I got to Neon, which is one of the big major cities, oh buddy, that's where the game really started to open up to me. So it's kind of similar to like uh, Oblivion and Skyrim where you got your like main objective but I feel like a lot of the fun is going to be like the faction quests or uh, the guilds in Oblivion so you're going to find these kind of groups and they're going to give you a bunch of missions and you're going to join up with them and they're going to send you on your way so 
I got to Neon and I started doing the Ryujin questline, which I've read is one of the better ones in the game and one of the ones that you're going to want to take down early because apparently at the end of it, you get something pretty freaking awesome. Now, what is that thing? I have no clue yet. I'm maybe on my eighth or ninth mission for them and so far it's fantastic. It's the one that you literally, the first quest they give you is to go on a coffee run and get everybody in the office coffee. Now, I know that's laughable because, oh, what a fetch quest that is, but it's it's literally to kind of make you do that, but then you get going into it, and you're like, oh, shit, this is almost anything but getting coffee and, uh, and stuff like that, and it really opens up, and yeah, this is the thing that finally grabbed me. Now, sadly, that was at about the 15-hour mark where I was like, finally got uh, kind of the wheels spinning into something consistent. Other than that, I was kind of jumping around, trying out a little bit of everything. The space exploration was pretty fucking awesome. I mean, I got to um, one of the galaxies. Now, this game is fucking huge, right? Now, I don't even know the scale of the size of this game yet. I'm just scratching the surface. There's galaxies upon galaxies with numerous planets within the galaxies and different parts of the planets you can search. It's huge. Absolutely fucking huge. But one of the earlier uh, galaxies that I went to was actually our galaxy. So I was like, oh shit, like, whoa, there's Venus, there's Pluto. I know these planets. I went to school. So I had a really good time exploring that place and now I'm not going to spoil anything but there are a lot of really cool easter eggs that you can find in that solar system so I was going around in there just kind of looking around trying to figure out what kind of person I want to be and the character creator is actually pretty solid now you don't get any dick customizations or anything like that but you can make a pretty uh I don't know what to say, realistic, uh, appealing character. You can do a lot. If you, have, if you have a creative imagination like me, I created a very muscular uh, old woman who is very mean and cold-hearted. So, And her name is Barb. And she's going to fuck you up and rob you of all your shit. And yeah, probably spit on you when you're dead. Shit like that. But very fun. I like the character creator. It's very much similar to Fallout and Skyrim. You can, yeah, lots of options. So the character creator was good. Spent like a good solid 30 minutes into it. Um, I still think Cyberpunk may have the best character creator that I've experienced. Uh, that one just definitely rings in my mind as uh, quite awesome. Baldur's Gate is up there and Starfield was pretty damn good. So I create my character. We're off and running. I'm starting the main quest line, and you know it's not it's not bad, but it's I I know these games. I played tons of Bethesda games. I know the real fun is like the side shit, the factions, the guilds, whatever. So I was looking for that. I did a little bit of the what is it, the Freedom Fighters or whatever, kind of your classic like law man, like oh we want to do good for everybody, and oh we don't want to take any money for them. They're a little bit lame, but I did a handful of their missions. They were pretty solid. Um, and you get uh, lots of, what do you call them, companions? Like, you get companions right off of the gate. I think I had, like, four or five of them. And back to the character creator. Jeez, uh, I'm going to be all over the map. My apologies, because I haven't really written anything down. I'm just kind of going off the seat of my pants. So this is going to be messy. But back to the character creator, you get to pick a, try to create your own little backstory. And you get these, like really weird but unique like little character traits that you can pick like I picked the one where you got 
where you literally start the game with a fucking super fan and he's just all about you. He's like, you're amazing. I love you no matter what. And I was like, okay, cool. So I picked that. I think I'm scared of being in space, but I'm like more effective on the ground. So you can do that shit. I believe also you can uh, change that up as often as you want at a place. uh, There's fucking a shop in town. Uh, Fuck, what's it called? It doesn't matter. But you can change your name and fucking recreate your whole character for like 500 bucks. And I'm so thankful for that because I forgot to name my character at the beginning of the game. So I was just player, but now I'm burb. So it's okay. So you can do that kind of shit. Again, the customer, the customer, the customization is pretty freaking cool on that level. I think I'm like a street rat. (laughs) It's kind of a little bit close to home. I'm not going to say I grew up on the streets or anything, but I like to be a street rat. More like the, the the salt of the earth kind of person. Someone that's been through the shit, been through the grind, knows, knows what it's like to have, uh, things, be difficult kind of deal so I kind of got a nice backstory I love to get involved in that character and like I want to be anything but myself so I just want to be so out there and weird and yeah Starfield does a pretty fun job and a good job at uh, allowing you to be very creative with your character so that's cool so I know one of the bigger complaints about the game is the lack of like a local map so you're gonna have your big normal map but it's kind of like scaled out on a galaxy level like you can't go say we're on earth and you you're not gonna have like a local map of earth and it's be like oh there's a shop over here and a shop over there and a lot of people have been complaining about that like oh i don't know i can't remember where the shops are and and stuff like that me personally i don't hate it now it is a little bit inconvenient that it's not there whatsoever which is just kind of a little bit baffling but I, I think I understand what they're going for because admittedly, every time I get to a new place, I get very excited and I get to go. It really gives me that true exploration feeling where I'm actually looking at the area and I'm looking at the shops. I'm reading the signs. I'm like, oh, there's a gun shop over here. There's a fucking hotel over there and a bank. And in other games, I would probably just be looking at the minimap and just following the icons. So the way that they've done it like this, it kind of it makes me look at things uh, a lot more than I probably normally would so me personally I don't think it's that big of a negative at least so far at 20 hours in it just really gives me an extra layer of exploration which I'm actually really digging because normally I'd be like oh what's this shop oh it's just that but if I go in and explore and there's so much to be had man like just exploring walking around uh, a little area in a city like I picked up like five missions and I didn't even talk to anybody I was just walking around and you like hear things and then next thing you know it's like oh here's a mission like so you're I probably have like 400 quests already and it's it's a little bit overwhelming but all I can tell you is pick something focus on it and stick with it through the end because that's where I'm getting my enjoyment right now but Starfield offers up a ton of big things that I'm, I'm just kind of scratching the surface of them. So you can customize your ship, and that is a big major part that I know a lot of people are going to be very, very much so addicted to it. I went to one of the spaceports or whatever, and they sell ships. They sell mods and pieces for the ships and all that stuff. And you can just create your own ship from scratch, and you can just build this fucking outrageous thing. My buddy Kyle, he's dived into Starfield he's absolutely loving it and he sent me a picture of his own customized ship and he's like oh I spent hours building this crazy ship cost me a fortune but it just sounds like a blast 
So I like opened up the create a, a ship like editor thing. I was admittedly very overwhelmed and um, kind of put that down. So, but it's, it's also giving you like really good options. Now you don't have to create your own ship. Like I said, you can just buy a ship and I've heard in reviews, like some of the ships you can buy are just fantastic. It'll do, do a job. It'll do, it'll get you through the game. Absolutely no problem. But if you want to be really customized, have this awesome ship that you built, you're absolutely able to do that to a ridiculous extent. There's so many pieces and you can make these just crazy big ships, right? So that is something that is really cool that I can see people losing hours and hours and hours just building ships. So that's wicked. I haven't really gone too deep into it just yet, but I I see it's there. And eventually, like right now, I just don't have the money really to build my own ship and you do get quite a bit of money like out of nowhere i'm just like already had like ninety thousand starbucks or whatever the fuck they're gonna call them but uh yeah it probably i think my friend said he spent like 350k customizing a ship building it from scratch which is it's a lot of money but you can there's so much money to be had and made in this game you can be a space pirate which is something that i'm really tempted to do i just haven't pulled the trigger yet so you can just be flying out in space and there'll be ships all around and you can you can go up to the ship you can talk to the people uh, like on their ship like hey have you heard of any crazy shit going on you want to trade some things or you can just straight up rob a bitch you can just be like yo i'm fucking i'm coming on i'm gonna kill all y'all and admittedly i have not pulled that trigger yet but i am so very very tempted it's just waiting until I uh, I level up a little bit more and maybe have a stronger ship before I start attacking people. But that's just open and available to you, which is really freaking cool. I, I love the idea of being a space pirate, smuggling freaking... You can smuggle, like, drugs and shit. Like, there's contraband. There's, like, certain things that are, like, illegal. And when you get into uh, a system... It'll be like, oh, we got to check your ship for contraband, and if they find it, they'll confiscate it, you'll go to jail, and you got to fucking pay to get out, and it's really cool. So you can, I found contraband just randomly out uh, on a base that I was at, I found it, I was like, oh, fuck, what do I do with it? Like, oh, shit, I can't go back to where I needed to go because I was going to go to jail. I was like, fuck, I got to find a place to sell it found a place to sell it and like yeah dude it was pretty freaking cool i was like oh this this feels pretty badass so that's another thing that was uh really cool that i've experienced so far and i just finished i was on earth and i was like okay i gotta pick somewhere that i'm going to remember because there's just so many fucking planets so i was like earth i can remember that i live here currently in real life so that's something i think i can remember and you can build like outposts now i'm fairly new at this but uh you're collecting resources throughout the planets and what i'm thinking is that you build these outposts now me i just i don't know i was just like i just put down what i could i built like a a square room and i put some uh work tables in it where i can upgrade my suit and my weapons and shit like that and you can put down like resource things that'll like mine resources for you and you gotta like power it up now I don't know the full mechanics of it, but me just building that stuff, and I was like, I was like, oh shit, I could lose hours to building an outpost because you could put like, you could put shit on the walls, you could really customize it and make it your own little fucking base, and I'm just, I'm all about that stuff, man. I love it. Um, 
I think I, I'm enjoying it more than I did the Fallout 4 um, settlement building thing. Now, I got really into doing that as well, but so far in my 20 mil- minutes or so of building my little outpost on Earth, I was fucking digging. I was digging it, baby. I thought it was really freaking cool, so I'm going to see how much more in-depth I can get with that uh, outpost building. So I know a lot of people are probably wondering if this game is performing well and if there's any game-breaking bugs or anything like that. And so far, I am pleasantly and very happy to report that so far, so good on that front. Now, I did have a problem right out of the gate. Like, literally the second the game started, I was like, I had this like weird strobing effect going on. Like, it felt like, I don't know if the frame rate was fucking up. But I went into the options and I turned off the motion blur and fuck, there was another thing. I turned off two things and it seemed to really stabilize everything. I don't know what the fuck that was, but definitely out of the gate. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, this this is not good, but that settled down pretty quickly. Now, if anyone else has experienced that or if you're experiencing some sort of strobing effect, check into your options and turn off the motion blur that uh, I that fixed whatever my problem was with the game. So other than that, though, graphically, the game is pretty good. I wouldn't say it's like now it's definitely not beating out uh, like Horizon. It's not going to beat out Baldur's Gate. It's not the prettiest looking game. And I mean, that's kind of Bethesda's, Bethesda's thing. Like they have good-looking games, but there's parts of it that are a little bit ugly, admittedly. Like, some of the environments and the backgrounds kind of look like shit. They're a little bit blurry and, and still not really refined, but I am playing this on Xbox Series S, so that may be something that uh, is, is just my fucking problem. Now, it's not bothering me, honestly. It's just something that I've noticed. Um, character models look pretty good. The facial animations, for the most part, are solid. Uh, there's been some weird moments, like, you know, characters glitching through each other, stuff like that. Now, all this kind of stuff is expected on a game of this size, and especially a Bethesda game. But, in terms of it being a Bethesda game, this is one of the better, cleaner releases for one of their games, and fuck did they ever need that. If they had themselves another Fallout 76 on their hands, it would have been a shit show for Starfield. But thankfully, so far, everything's been going good. I've only had one crash, which in 20 hours, not too bad. Uh, wasn't a major crash or anything where I lost a whole bunch of of data. You're able to quick save on the fly whenever you want. It quick saves very often on its own. So that's good. I know uh, it's been getting a lot of praise for its lighting. And yeah, I can say that the lighting is pretty good. Like that's when the game really shines when you're, I don't know, maybe in a dark cave and there's a light shining. That's when the game really starts to pop. There's Definitely some inconsistencies with the graphics. Like I said, some of the backgrounds and some certain areas of the game don't look very good. But then, like, I got to Neon Man, and that place is just fucking stunning. Like, I love neon shit, but you get to the neon, and it's just a whole bunch of neon shit. You get to, it's kind of like, I don't know, Tokyo-esque, like, kind of downtown. Lots of bright neon colors. Looks really good. They got nice, uh water effects and shit like that shit's reflecting it it really looks good that by far is the best looking place that i have been to so far it's gorgeous i love neon that's like my favorite place it's the only place that i can really like recall i know i've been to uh never mind i don't really know any of the names just yet but neon for sure is dope that is a place you're gonna want to head to first because that's as far as i know where you get the ryujin quest line begun 
and the beginning of it was so fun. You like literally do like a questionnaire at a computer and then you go for an interview. It's dope. Definitely check out that quest line if you haven't done it just yet. So graphically and performancely, it's it's doing good. It's not like breaking down barriers. It's not the greatest looking game of all time, but it definitely gets the job done. At times, it's stunning. At other times, it's like, eh, it's fine, but it's definitely not bad. Music, it's good. I like the music so far. You got a nice soundtrack. The voice acting's pretty damn good. There's a lot of people talking in this game. Now, it's not like when I'm at Neon, it doesn't like it doesn't feel like a full bustling city. Like people aren't it's not it doesn't feel as lively as some of the other games that I'm playing. Like Horizon is really fucking good. And when you're in a camp, it just sounds so lively and full. Starfield, again, not bad, but it's not blowing me away with its sound design. Um there are times though that it actually kinda does. Like, there's one time I was just walking around on a planet and, like, someone else's ship took off and it did, like, the big, like, a sonic boom scared the fuck out of me. And then I look up and you see, like, a fucking spaceship taking off. I'm like, that's pretty fucking key. And flying around in space with your jet fucking spaceship thing's cool. So, with that being said, let's talk a little bit about the gameplay. So, the space stuff, uh, you're flying around in your ship, you have... Good control of it. I mean, there is, I will say, I know one complaint has been um, a lot of loading screens and, like, screens where you're just kind of watching yourself take off. You don't actively take off yourself. You're not in control. You put a thing on the map, like, hey, I want to go to this system. I'm going to that planet. And you hit X and off you go. And they'll send you to that system. And then when you're in the, the system, the galaxy, you can fly around freely And for the most part, you can just like, all right, I'm picking that planet. You'll fucking, you'll fly over there. Uh, I haven't personally flown manually to a planet. I get too impatient. I'm like, I don't know if I'm moving necessarily, but it feels good. Like flying feels good. The space combat though. um, Now I'm not very good at it. So, and I'm only been in a handful of dogfights and I'm not very good at it. And sometimes I find it rather like, I wouldn't say nauseating, but sometimes when a ship flies over you and you're just trying to relocate them and you're spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and then you finally find them and then you go too far and you got to spin back the other way, it can get a little disorienting. Now, that might be because I'm on the basic ship and I know you can do a whole fuckload of upgrades and stuff like that. So it might be I suck, my ship sucks, a whole bunch of suck, but I wasn't like blown away with it, but... I do like it, and I'm going to get more into it, but I want to get a better ship first before I do more and more dogfighting. But it's cool, man. Like, your ship has, like, a whole bunch of systems, like, different weapon systems. They have, like, ballistic missiles and lasers, and you can, like, adjust the power to each system. So it's like, oh, I'm getting fucked up right now by this ship, and you, like, take some power out of your like gravity drive which launches you to other galaxies you can take that down put boost up your shields give you more defense you can boost up your laser power so that's really cool um the dogfighting is fine like i said it could be a little bit disorienting but i feel like that kind of comes with the with the space combat that's that i think that's kind of normal but it's pretty cool man i know that's another big part of the game that you can just go right into do a whole fuckload of space combat so far i've just kind of scratched the surface and it's fine it's pretty cool i'm digging it 
And then the shooting. So you have so kind of a, a, it's a first person shooter for the most part. Like you can put it in third person, but I I don't I've never done that in combat. The shooting feels fine. It's not amazing or anything, and I don't think the combat is anywhere near as satisfying as Fallout because you do not have a VAT system. VAT system. I I love the VAT system. You could just lock onto an enemy. You can pick individual limbs. You're like, oh, I want to shoot their legs, cripple the leg. You can shoot their gun out of their hand. You don't have that level of control in Starfield. You don't have any VAT system. No, nothing like that. But the combat is fine. It feels good. There's a lot of guns to use. There's a whole variety of... You got regular, like, shotguns. You got laser guns. You got fucking there's like an arc welder thing where you like shoot rocks and that's how you're getting resources so lots of weapons you got spacesuits you got a jetpack thing and that's another thing if you if you got your skill points put it in that jetpack so you can start jetpacking around that is a must for starfield it is so dope the shooting's fine it's not now <laughs> i was having a conversation with my buddy kyle about it and I was like, maybe it's because I'm coming off a of Titanfall 2, which might be some of the tightest, most satisfying shooting I've I've played in a very long time. And it was just so tight and damn near flawless. And, you know, Starfield, it's good. It's it's fine. It's it's definitely not the best part about the game. I'm not actively like super duper excited to get into combat. I'm liking more of the other things more, but it's it's fine. It's solid, it's suitable. Um, I heard my friend, he was telling me that it gets a lot better once you obviously get more powerful weapons. There's a lot of modifications for your weapons. You can put on laser sights, red dots, a whole bunch of that shit, right? So that's really cool. The leveling up is is pretty... Uh, there's a lot going on there. There's like five, I think five or four major like uh, sections you can kind of level your person up. There's... Uh, tech and like mechanical and shit like that. Now I'm focusing, I think, mostly on tech, where I can hack lockpicks good. I have good access to more powerful weapons for my ship. And one of the major ones that I know it's it's an it's a complaint of the game, but so far, admittedly, it hasn't been a problem for me. And that is your carrying capacity. So I don't know why I said it so. Anyway, uh, your carrying capacity, I know um, people have been complaining that it fills up very, very quickly. And yeah, it does if you're fucking picking up everything that you that you see. Now, a lot of the stuff you don't need to pick up. Like anything that falls in that misc miscellaneous category, it's pretty much fucking useless. I don't pick up any of that shit. Resources, you can pick them up, but you can drop them off on your ship. So your ship has its own carrying capacity. Your companions that are with you, you can give them shit. So they got their own carrying capacity. So me personally, it has not been a problem for me just yet. And the best fucking thing, they finally did it, everybody. You don't fucking, you can still run even if you're over encumbered. Fucking finally. God damn it. How many times did I get over encumbered in Skyrim and Fallout? And it just, you can't go any faster than a slow walk. And it's infuriating. So that's gone. So you can still run around, your oxygen oxygen levels will go down faster, and then like you'll lose health, but it's way more manageable. It's so much better. There, I don't even I don't know if I can ever go back and play an old Fallout or Skyrim ever again because of just that improvement alone. Ah, God, finally, finally. So that's incredible. Me personally, like I said, I'm not complaining about the the storage capacity. There's tons of ways to 
to fucking store shit. Like I said, even on the outposts, you can put a bunch of storage there so you can fucking store things. It has not been a problem for me. So use your skill points uh, smartly. I recommend, I looked up just a no spoiler. There was a little post on Reddit. A guy put in 80 hours and he's like, here's like five things to know that the game doesn't tell you. So that was really important. I, I would recommend maybe looking looking up a 10 things that you should know before you start playing Starfield. Because there's some things that will definitely make your experience a lot better if you know these things. Now, I'm not gonna not going to necessarily tell you other than go check out that Ryujin quest line. And to put a freaking skill point into that jetpack thing. Because it's so useful. You can like shoot... Especially if you're on a planet with low gravity, you can go like a hundred feet in the air. It's it's freaking awesome. So definitely put a skill point into that and just kind of make a decision of what kind of player you want to be. And like I said, I'm focusing in on tech. That's just kind of the guy that I am. Uh, normally, I always like to go for like a, a good talker, like someone that can persuade you into doing things that you probably wouldn't be able to make them do. Now, I haven't put any skill points into it. And the persuasion system, I know people are not that into it, but admittedly, I kind of love it because you kind of have to think. You got to be way more, it's more than just putting skill points into your persuasion. You actually have to like listen to the conversation and kind of get a gauge on the person that you're talking to. Like if it's someone that's really obnoxious and full of themselves, like butter them up. Like, oh yeah, dude, you rule. And that's going to work out. And if you like try to shit talk someone or you're going to have to really figure out, it's like, okay, is this the kind of person that I can get away with intimidation? Like, you know, say, like, I'm going to fuck you up if you don't give me your money. And they'll be like, oh, okay. But some people, that doesn't work. It's like, I'm going to fuck you up. And I'm like, yeah, you try it, bitch. So I'm really enjoying the persuasion system so far. I, I haven't really gotten a lock 100% yet on if that is how it's working, where I've really got to gauge the type of person. But so far, that's how I'm experiencing it. And I like it. It's a fresh change from the from the other Fallout and Skyrim games where it's just skill-based. Like, oh, I got 60 points in my persuasion so I can, you know, up to a level 60 or whatever. And then there's the lockpicking. So the lockpicking has been changed. And so far, I kind of dig it. It's definitely harder than it's been in Skyrim and Fallout where you just have the bobby pin and you just kind of have to adjust it to the right spot. Just right. And now you got this, like, space lock system where you got, like, Three or four, like, fucking... Oh, man, it's really hard to explain, but it's substantially different. And it's definitely a thinker. Like, you gotta, like... Almost like chess, you gotta think a couple moves ahead before you make a decision. And my other recommendation is before you attempt to open any lock, quick save your game. So when you fuck it up, just reload that save and try again. Because you're definitely going to fuck it up. I fucked it up a bunch. And those digi... The, the like, lockpick things, they're called like digilocks or something they they're not easy to come around like you really gotta you gotta be smart with those things you don't want to just waste them as, as far as i can tell in my 20 hours so far like there's been a hand there's one mission where i i needed to get into this door or i would have to do something way harder i was like fuck so i had to go around looking for one of those locks i finally got it so yeah definitely um lay down a quick save before you do any of those lock picks because they can be really tricky and i haven't gone to like I haven't gotten one of the harder ones yet. Like, I don't think I've come across an expert or even a master level one yet. So, um, we'll see how, how much more crazy those things can get. But it's a nice change, man. Like, I was I was going to be a little disappointed if it was kind of the same lockpicking system. It's like, all right, it's been like 10 years now. And it's 
hasn't changed. So yeah, it's a good change. I, I think it's pretty cool. I, I like a good puzzle and it's it's more of a puzzle than just kind of like, a, I don't know, tedious, I guess, if you want to call it that. But eh, it's good. I like the new uh, lock picking system. Pretty cool. But yeah, that's kind of my first impressions of the game. All in all, I think uh, absolutely, if you're an Xbox person, you got Game Pass, it's it's a must. I mean, you're it might not be everybody's cup of tea, and you're definitely going to want to have a little bit of patience and let the game uh, open up to you a little bit. Just, just give it some time. Really decide what kind of person you want to be in this game and just kind of roll with it. And yeah, so far, I'm, I'm really digging it. I'm... I'm I wouldn't say I'm fully addicted yet, but I'm very, very much so invested in it right now. Uh, really want to continue on with my quest line and see where this ends up. So I'm invested. I'm going to continue playing through Starfield. I'm really liking it so far. And I don't know, like so far, it's it probably isn't going, isn't like in my top 10 favorite games of the year so far. But I'm very early into it. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's going to crack into that top 10, but we'll see how how high Starfield will climb into that top 10. Is it going to be better than Breath of the Wild? Is it going to be better than Baldur's Gate? Probably not, but I still think so far it's a very, very enjoyable game. And it is the game that Xbox needed so desperately to be good. And I'm happy to say that it's fucking, I would say it's great right now. I'm having a great time with Starfield, especially now, like the chains are off and I'm off and running and I know what I want to do with myself and I'm having a lot of fun. So let me know how you guys are enjoying Starfield so far. Don't fucking spoil anything for me, please. And thank you. Really, would appreciate that. I am curious to see what's going to happen once I get to Endgame because I, I doubt I would be like Greg Miller and go through like um, seven playthroughs and just continue on. But he's claiming that uh, he's experienced numerous different storylines and having completely different playthroughs. So we'll see how much more I want to play of Starfield once I get to the end of it. But that's a great thing, man. Like, I love that about games where if I beat it and I want to play it again, I can have a completely different experience. Now, I can't confirm if that's the case or not, but according to Greg Miller... That is the case. So if you are a person that is somehow already on your second, third, fourth playthrough of Starfield, is it worth it to continue on and do another playthrough? Like, it's a lot to take on, right? And like, at the beginning of this podcast, I was already listing off, what, seven to ten games that are still on my backlog that just came out this year. Not even including my backlog from previous 15 years of gaming or whatnot so yeah i don't know if i'm going to do multiple playthroughs of starfield we'll find out once i get there but it's going to be a little bit so this is just kind of a teaser let you know how i'm experiencing and how i'm feeling about starfield so far and once i'm done it we'll do a full-on review and i will score the bitch and we'll see if it makes it into my top 10 games of the year of 2023 and that is it for me everybody thank you so much for wa- listening watching you can watch it too because you know what these go up on youtube bitch you can watch these on youtube go to gamer gx videos on youtube i, I upload all these the gamer cast the wrestle cast and the hockey cast they all go up live over there you can drop a comment or you know let me know what you think of the show do you like it you hate it you hate me i hate you no i don't i don't hate you don't worry you're all good you're all good please leave a review and um if you have any questions comments concerns about starfield wrestling hockey any of that stuff drop a comment on twitter there's a twitter page for this 
fucking podcast. There's the YouTube channel, like I said. There's an email address if you want to get personal. Uh, if, if you want a question that you don't want answered live on the podcast, email address is there for you if you want to send me a question. Or maybe you're just having a freaking bad day and you don't want to talk about anything. You just want to vent. Fucking send me an email. Maybe I'll vent with you and we can just have a fucking moment. Okay, everybody? So thank you so much again for listening. You are awesome. Make sure you check out any of the pri- previous episodes of the GX Gamer Cast. They age like a fine wine, so they just get better with age. So go back, check them out. We'll be back again with more GX Plus Cast. Go play some Starfield, bitches.